What's going on, everybody? It's Anthony with another installment of Anti Everything Podcast, where we talk about everything anti, whatever the hell that means. Uh, I'm sorry for all the noise. I'm actually outside. It actually feels pretty good out here, so I'm just kind of outside my home, smoking on the stick, which I need to stop, but it's not going to happen no time soon. Uh, that's kind of what I want to talk about amongst other things, right? Is, um, is addictions, right? <laughs> so, I prided myself on the idea that, you know, I'm not addicted to anything and, you know, I'm kind of above that. And I never really said it out loud, right? But it was kind of my disposition, really. It was like, you know, not addicted to anything. And, these goddamn cigars proved me out to be a liar. Alright? So, I am absolutely now addicted to these cigars. Um, you know, first it started off as, you know, really, it, it started out, I started smoking these about a year and a half ago out of just trying something new, right? Like, you know, you know, um, I was approaching 40. And I, so I want to trust, I, I'm going to trust, try new things kind of guy. Just try new things. And I said, well, let me try a cigar, right? So smoked it. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, what I, uh, realized was that when I first started to smoke the cigars, I was smoking it. Uh, uh, because uh, this is going to be so shallow. I really felt like I look pretty cool smoking a fucking cigar, right? So <laughs> that's the reason why I started to smoke cigars. Cause I thought like I look really cool. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I'll go to the cigar lounge. Don't know what I'm doing. Don't know what cigar is like the thing to smoke, right? And so it morphed from that quickly. I kind of was in that phase for like maybe about a couple of weeks, but then I realized, you know, smoking it. So I'm a very pessimistic person by nature. I'm, I'm very pessimistic. Not in a sad or gloomy way, but eh, I'm just pessimistic. It's just how I am, right? You got, you know, people who's optimistic and I'm just balancing out that equation, right? Some of us got to be fucking pessimistic. But when I smoke cigars, it, it then be, I began to be a little bit more optimistic about things which sometimes you need well you definitely need it right you, you need a balance you know so it'll you know get me to where i can be optimistic about a particular thing or whatever the case may be so that little um adrenaline shot will be you know needed like oh yeah cool yeah i can yeah cool so i went to go chase that feeling but i'm feeling very negative or pessimistic I'll chase that feeling and grab me a cigar. Boom, right? So then it morphed from that to, it morphed from that being, you know, trying to, you know, feel optimistic to, I started to uh, uh, understand the spiritual components to, um, to uh, smoking cigars. Um, if you know the Native Americans uh smoke tobacco all the time. How was up? I said you enjoy sitting out here. Oh man, it feels nice out here, brother. Yeah, man. Of course. 
Um, uh, sorry, that's uh, my neighbor. Um, um, you know, so you know, the the it was a spiritual element to it. As we know, the Native Americans smoked tobacco, and you know they they did it for a particular reason, right? And um, so, and it fucking worked, right? I, you know, I would receive a lot of channels while I'm smoking. Um, my creativity, like, I, ten times, you know, enhanced. Um, you know, I, I I become a very optimum version of myself. I don't know. I don't know if I ever shared this with you guys, but. Like, uh, I'm a nocturnal animal, right? So, at night, I tend, I tend to be more clear, more precise, more focused. My words seem to flow better at night. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm clear. Like, my mind is uncluttered at night. <laughs> Opposed to the daytime, when I'm fucking like this, like, you know, whatever. Anyway, alright, look at this so damn fucking dramatic. So... It went, from the, it went from the spiritual aspect of it, then it morphed into a stress reliever. That's where I fucked up. It started, I started to, when I'm stressed, especially at work. Like, um, you know, work is, um, it's pretty intense for me sometimes. Uh, and it's not even work, right? It's, it's, so I have, like many of us, right, imposter syndrome, right? There's a couple of things. So I have imposter syndrome. And so at my particular job, um, due to my to toxic work ethic, and I'll explain that in a minute, I, you know, um, you know, quickly kind of rose up in the company um, and, uh, to the point to where I'm like, you know, it's not much, guys. I mean, I'm not saying that this is like a fucking pinnacle of anything. But, you know, I, I'm a supervisor over... Um, you know, several departments at the store. And um, I've been at the company three years now, and actually on my one-year anniversary, I made it to become a supervisor, uh, which was kind of, which is kind of unheard of in the, uh, in the field that I'm in. It's, you know, that's quick, right? Mm. So I have this thing about me, so, you know, Everybody at fucking work sing my praises, right? And and, and it's un it's unwanted. Like I don't want it. I fucking hate it. Like because while I understand that I am, um, I feel like I'm adequate at my job, right? Like a job has a description. I execute that description. You know what I'm saying? Nothing more, nothing less. I've always been me. I, I'm not. I'm not a kiss ass kind of guy. I'm not a kind of guy who wanna you know, show up and show out at work and try to be the fucking uh boss's kiss ass. Matter of fact, uh the 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 head boss, he's uh he's a good dude, but he's an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's an asshole. He really is. Um he's a work asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like he takes work grossly way too serious. Um and so, you know, I'm not a kiss ass at all. And I actually, you know, I handle him in a way that others, I don't get way off subject, but I'm, I'm going to circle back around to addiction and cigars. Uh, but this kind of has something to do with it. It's just a little side quest here. Um, so I handle him in a particular way that the others at the store, uh, the place that I'm at, does not. 
right? Uh, he rules with an iron fist. He's very in your face. He's very animated. He's, you know, lack, lack of tact completely. And so under him are the managers. So I'm a supervisor. So there's, there's, the, there's a store manager. There's the assistant managers. Then there's the supervisors. Then there's the associates, right? So I'm not shit, right? I'm just a fucking supervisor. That ain't fucking nothing, right? Um, but so anyway, the 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 managers they they're like they fucking afraid of him. You know what I mean? What's going on? You smell it? It's all. As soon as you said it, I smelled it. As soon as you said that, yeah, hey, that's the wind. The wind had drifted over here, but I think they're doing it down there. I think, I think it's like on the corner. Yeah. yeah it just hit me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you said it, that's when I just smelled it. Yeah, my bad, guys. That's a. Uh... Yeah. Mm. Oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my bad, yeah, that's my neighbor. Uh, some other neighbors are like grilling steaks and shit. It smells so fucking divine. But I'm antisocial. I'm, I'm never gonna go over there and get a fucking steak. Um. So anyway, he was he rules with an iron fist, and so he has um. So he had no the manager. Anyway, whatever, whatever, whatever. So everybody in that store is literally afraid of this guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally afraid of him, and it's awkward, right? It's really awkward to watch. Grown men and women like cower in the midst of someone, and this particular guy, like I said, he's a good guy. He just takes work very serious, and uh, I know he's a good guy because we kind of have, you know, we we have a kind of have personal conversations. So anyway, uh, so he's been in with us for like two years. So when he first came to the store, I noticed quickly something about him that. Uh, he, he read the 48 Laws of Power, and, um, I could see him executing particular chapters in the book, because I read it, so it's really funny, you know, so when he's, like, in the meeting or whatever, doing his thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, chapter 6, oh, that's, that's chapter 8, that, oh, uh, that's chapter 23, I can fucking call it, like, crazy, because he, he's a very insecure guy, you know, he's a very insecure guy, and this gives him a level of something that... He's been missing his entire life, obviously. So, anyway, so on his second day in the job, of course, he's trying to, you know, set the tone for what to expect with him, right? And so, he, uh, you know, he he comes to, he was already told that he's a hard ass, right, from another place he was at. So, I'm like, okay, you know, you know, whenever I have, whenever I have an interaction with him, I'm going to set my tone with him very quickly. And so, he came to me. And he questioned, questioned me about something. One thing about me, I don't mind being questioned, right, at all. I don't, you know, um, I don't mind because that, that's his job, right? Everybody have a fucking role. And I am under him, so, you know, hey, I don't mind you questioning me, right? He questioned me about a particular thing, uh, uh, a procedure that the previous uh, boss was okay with, but he's obviously not, right? And so, he questioned me about a thing. Okay. So, I answered the question. I said, oh, well, well, okay, well, you know, um, I've been doing this because this is kind of what was uh, okay to do before. And then, so, he, re he repeated what he said 
apparently unsatisfied with my response. I said, oh, well, shit, maybe he didn't hear me. Fine, let me say it again. I said it again, verbatim, and he again looked at me and repeated the question. You know how you do with a fucking kid? Like, why'd you drop the glass? Uh, I don't know. Why did you drop the glass, right? And so I said, listen here, bro. Okay, why I say, bro? I said, man, I said, okay, no, hear me out. I'm not a kid, right? I'm not a kid. I'm almost 40. I have two children. If you want me to do something, that's fine. You don't have to repeat yourself like I'm a kid. You know what I mean? He stopped and he looked at me. He was like, well, what did you say? I said, again, I'm not a kid. You know, if you want me to do something, that's fine. And it's your call. But you don't have to repeat yourself. I heard you. I gave my response. You're unsatisfied with it. Fine. Just say, hey, well, I'd rather you do this, do this this way now going forward. No problem. But don't repeat it to me like I'm a kid. That right there set the tone with him. You know what I mean? And fast forward two years after he'd been here to the store, he don't handle me how he handled everybody else. <laughs> you know? Everybody else he yells at. He, you know, some people he actually curse at. Which, God help me, the day, right? The day that happens, I, you know, I, I'm not built for that kind of stuff like that, you know? Um, but he don't handle me like that. He don't, because I set that tone with him very early on. That, you know, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to... Because I'm not a kid, you know? I'm not a kid and, and you know, I, I can't have an, another adult male talk to me in a certain way while I have children. I just, I think that's unacceptable. I have to look my kids in the eye, right? And again, I don't be around there f- talking shit like, oh man, you know, on the you know, like, nah. Like, he has a role, he has a position, I respect that position. You know, I, I respect it. You know, he's the boss and I'm gonna treat him accordingly, but at the same time, it's a mutual work environment, res- level of respect you must maintain on both sides. So, we're established with that. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, so I feel you know, imposter syndrome. So everybody sing my praises, Anthony, Anthony this, Anthony that, Anthony this. Oh, he's so this. You know, it's like, and I don't feel like I'm doing shit to be honest with you. <laughs> like I know that I'm I'm adequate in my job. I know I do do my job, right? That's not a question. Um. So the reason why I say I, I am like you know I'm very efficient in my job in a toxic way is because I'm proficient at my job because. As a kid, I always felt as if I was a fuck up, right? From a fucking kid to a teenager to my even into my adult twenties, I felt like a like a fuck up. Like I couldn't do anything right. Like people was constantly um disappointed in my behaviors. What's up? Oh, thank you. Thanks. It's like it's like a liquor thing. Okay, I'll take some in a minute. Thank you. You got you going to? Uh, Take a shower? Okay. I'm just doing an um, installment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are you waving at? They cannot see you. They can't see you. Who are you waving at? Hello. <laughs> um, so, I felt like a fuck-up. You know, growing up, even in my 20s, relationships, I just fucked it up. I couldn't do nothing right in relationships. As a kid, you know, I was a fucking middle weird, fucking weird middle kid who, you know, whatever. And so, now in work environments, I, I make sure... Something that I can't control. Now, was this actual when I was a kid or my perception? I don't know at this point. It could have been my perception, but however it was, perception or not, or reality, is how I felt, right? So, because of which, I tend to 
overstress myself out about work, making sure, for example, um, in one of my departments, if someone, let's say, that's my day off, someone, you know, calls out or, or leaves early, I will go to work. All because I don't want the department that I'm in to suffer or to be looked at as, oh my God, this department is in shambles and my name is on it. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, I would take phone calls outside of work, um, send emails outside of work. Like, you know, so I'm out of work, but I'm not really out of work. Worrying about everything, worrying about numbers, worrying about the whole thing. And it's all in the effort to not be looked at as a fuck up or as, you know, like, you know, whatever. So I don't want to be looked at, at looked at as a fuck up, but I also don't want anybody recognizing any of my efforts. I don't like it. I'm very uncomfortable with it. Like, I, you know, I, I don't like it. And so while everybody's just, I'm doing, I'm, I won't say I'm doing a bare minimum, but I don't think what I'm doing is, is so spectacular. But anyway. Back to cigars. So I, I get myself stressed out because of that, because of work situations. And um, so the cigars, so I'll, even on my lunch break, sometimes I, you know, I'll be so stressed at work, I won't even eat my lunch. Like Bree would pack my lunch and everything almost every, no, every day. And sometimes I don't even eat it because I'm so stressed. I just want to like, so I will go outside, find the deepest corner in the parking lot. I have these folding, this, this uh, um, beach chair or, or cloth folding chair thing. And I'll just go to the deepest corner of the parking lot and hide behind a tree, sit down and like smoke a cigar just to ease my mind. And that's to where I, I realize, okay, it's a problem now because I'm using it as um, something to escape my current whatever, right? Um. And so the reason why I say I'm addicted now because so I said, well, you know what? I need to cut back because guys, I you know, at one point I was averaging two a day, Monday through Sunday, 14 cigars in a week. That's fucking insane. You know, it's recommended maybe one or two a week. I mean, fucking 14. At one point I was 14 a week, which is fucking insane. All right. So, so if anybody smokes cigars, you know, you don't inhale the smoke, right? So it's not in your fucking lungs, but at the same time, you know, too much of anything is just not good. So for health purposes and definitely for financial purposes, Lord have mercy. The amount of money you can spend on these things is just ridiculous. And the ones that I particularly like are like 13 bucks each, not for multiple ones, just for one, you know, it's like 13, between 13 and 15 bucks. Um, like the one I'm smoking right now was actually 15 bucks. Um, it's, 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 you know, it's not the best cigar in the whole world, but anyway, so it'd be, so now it's days. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'm cutting back. I'm not going to smoke a fucking cigar. All right. So I get to work. Uh, this was last week. I get to work, you know, I'm, like, I'm not going to smoke a cigar today. Jones in, okay, fiending. I'm like, fuck, I need a cigar. You know, but we're like, oh my god, it's a guy at my job named Steve, and uh, he, you know, he loves cigars. And and this particular day, he like, oh man, I got a cigar for you. I'm like, fuck. 
And, like, I couldn't even stop myself. Like, I knew what I set for myself to do. And once he said it, that's all I saw was cigar. I could not stop myself. I'm conscious of, like, Anthony, no, 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 no. But the way I grabbed that cigar, ran to the corner of the parking lot to smoke it. So, at this point, I am addicted to it. And so, it made me realize that, you know, what else am I addicted to? And this is where the shit kind of hit home for me. Big time. To where I wanted to record this installment, right? I also realized I am addicted to being mediocre. I am addicted to being mediocre. And that was a tough pill to swallow. Um, tough pill to swallow. Um, so... The idea of like not so people say you know you're afraid of success. I, I mean that has a level of truth to it, but it's for me. I I felt I fell into this weird place about maybe about twelve years ago, to where but no actually I take that back. Well, as an adult, I became conscious of it twelve years ago. Even like in school high school, I did like the bare minimum. Right? Not bare minimum. I'm being so dramatic. Not bare minimum, but I did enough to be sufficient. You know what I mean? I did enough to be sufficient. And there was opportunities for me to do grander things, but I chose just to keep my head above water, which was a lesson my mother subconsciously you know promoted to us as kids so I'm not saying here like oh my mom my mom no but that's when the idea was introduced to me my mom was like constantly in survival mode you know um you know we 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 you know we, we had a rough as kids so her whole thing with four children was to survive as much as she can so she pushed that narrative on us so she would tell us like you know, you know, kids, just keep your head above water. That's all you do. Keep your head above water. As as a kid, and that was her lesson to us. You know, uh, don't stir the pot. Keep your head down, but just make sure that your nose is above water, and you don't fucking drown. And that way of thinking um, seeped into my subconscious to where I became. I became addicted to being mediocre. Um, when it comes to, you know, um, even my art, like, you know, my art is not mediocre, but my efforts to push my art out there is mediocre, you know, is so anyway. So when it comes to addiction, you know, a lot of people like to rag on drug addicts and things like that. Um, but we're all fucking dealing with addiction on some level, some surface level, some more in depth. You know what I mean? Um, addicted to sex, addicted to sugar. You know what I mean? Can't control your weight. You could addicted to eating. Um, so just like heroin, you know what I'm saying? It, it gives them a, a level of something. Same thing with food. 
You know, you guys, you know, you know, uh, the press eating is a thing. You eat to feel better. You know, we all dealing with some form of addiction one way or the other. But these cigars made me realize that about myself. Um, that I'm addicted to it and I will find ways to convince myself to do something in a mediocre way by saying, oh, well, you know, I can't do that because of this. It ain't a good time. It's not a good time for that. Um, oh, this scenario. Oh, this, 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 you know, you know. And uh, I caught myself with it a couple of times recently. And um, anyway, um, so yeah, fucking addiction, man. The, the, the shit is. Uh, yeah, some people are addicted to, like I said, masturbation, man. I, I know a guy, and you know, one second. I know a guy, he confided to me that, it was, a, it was a really close friend of mine, so not like just some random dude telling me this, right? He confided to me that he, like, masturbates, like, two to three times a day. He said he's been doing that since he was a teenager, and he's about 40. That he masturbates, like, two to three times a day. Holy shit. And he said that he doesn't, he said he does it not even... He said he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't even enjoy it anymore. It's just something he has to do to get through his day. You know, um, social media is an addiction. You know, we we all know that for sure. Um, and I don't said my whole story with that on this uh, podcast several times with social media, but fucking addiction, man. This is it's a thing. So one thing about me. <laughs> The good thing about me is that once I can, you know, um, admit or find what's going on, brother, or find um, or realize uh, an issue, I have a really good ability to address it. You know what I mean? Because I can't I can no longer put that back in the closet. Like I, I personally am not set up that way, so I can't do it, which is good. So I'm glad it happened. You know, I'm glad it happened. Um uh, again, you know, it's a little transparent, a little vulnerable, things I'm saying, whatever, but, mm, it's true, you know what I mean, um, for sure, like, I, I've been in a funk lately, like, crazy, like, a crazy funk, but, you know, like, everybody, uh, we'll figure that shit out, right, so, anyway, so, nice pivot here, I'm gonna pivot to another topic, because I don't know how to smoothly transition, so, whatever, I'm done when that conversation is over, right, um, the next thing I want to talk about is something I don't talk about a lot. Uh, is relationships, right? Uh, historically, I sucked at relationships. I mean, sucked. Something is so bad. I'm not going to even say how bad it is, but it's I suck at relationships. Relationships... In the past, just I did it all wrong, right? Uh, there's reasons, of course, which I'm not gonna really dive into, but you know, I sucked at them. Um, I mean, I used to find myself, I'm being so transparent, Jesus Christ. Uh, I would find myself in the past because of my 
my perceived inadequacies as a kid, I used to get into relationships just so the person can like me. You know what I mean? Can like me and find some kind of value in me and to, but once they do, I lose all interest. Once they end up liking me, guys, I lose all interest. I'm not, I'm no longer interested in them. I get all of what I needed to get. Um, and I would go to great lengths to make that happen, you know? Put on the facade as being a certain kind of guy, which I wasn't. You know what I mean? Just so then once they like, ah, oh, it's something about you. Oh my God, you're like the best thing ever. I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Give me, I said, feed on it, feed on that energy. And once they would give it to me, I'm, I sucked them dry and, and I'm kind of on to the next. Mm. I recall, uh, one time when I was, what's going on, brother? One time when I was, um, so I had a friend of mine. Well, I had a, I had a friend of mine. And, um, she, I knew her first, right? So she started to date this, this other friend of mine who I met later. So I guess, I don't know how they met, but I knew her first and she ended up dating a the guy. They dated for about a, year, about a year, you know, quickly moved in together, the whole shebang. Then he ended up leaving her for some other chick or something. So, so, you know, her life was fucking ravaged, you know what I mean? She didn't have a job and. Had this apartment she couldn't really afford. So, you know, I would, you know, go out my way to, like, check on her, text her, call her, you know, bring her a little grocery. And so one day on her birthday, uh, you know, she, she moved away from her family, so she don't have any family or anything. Uh, you know, I, 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 I baked her a cake. I, I baked her a cake, brought it to her after work one day. And we just sit there chilling and talking or whatever. And so, and on the couch, she just she just made a move and kind of like like mounted me or whatever, you know, kind of came on to me, you know, kissing on my neck and stuff like. And I was like, whoa, like you know, like I kind of like pulled away, like, hey, what you doing? Like you, know, you tripping? You know, like hell, no, stop, you know. And so she jumped off me and it just cursed me out something fierce. So like, you no, know, fuck you. You know, like, like, what do you expect to happen? You know, you do all these things. You call me. You bake me a fucking cake. Of course, I'm going to fall for you. And now you want to act like you don't know what's going on. And, like, she cursed me out, kicked me out. So on the way home, I'm like, oh, so ungrateful. Oh, my God. Like, she's, like, tripping. But then when I realized, like, holy shit, she's right. Like, you know, she's right. Like, I didn't want anything from her. I didn't want sex from her. I just wanted her to like me. And not reciprocated, you know? And I was like, holy shit. And that's when I became conscious, like, oh, fuck. This is, this is kind of a thing I do. You know, this is about, ugh, 16, 17 years ago. Um, so, anyway, I sucked at relationships. And so, um, and I, I, I only been in, this is like my third serious relationship. You're free, and I'm 40, right? Um, you know, and, and so I will get myself into relationships be, be prior to Brie, uh, with women I don't have any level of interest in. Like, the two women before her, like, I had no level of interest in them in that way. Like, have nothing in common, nothing, right? Um, and, uh, 
And those both both of those relationships, man, I you know, I I massively cheated, like massively. I mean, it was on and I'm it's not a bragging thing, it's actually really pitiful, honestly. Um the lack of uh sexual discipline that I had early on, you know what I'm saying? Like it's actually fucking shameful. And uh Yeah, and so, you know, I sucked in relationships and it wasn't until I got with Bree ten years ago that I realized that you know, so I stopped cheating, I stopped that stuff, not because of no woman or not because of Bree, because though she was so off me so awesome, no. Like I stopped it for myself, you know what I mean? Because like I was like, you know what? I don't want this for myself anymore. Like I, don't, I don't, I don't want this for myself anymore. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to leave like a, you know, any more women like heartbroken and shit like that. All right, so that's just my little resume with relationships. Relationship now that I have with Bree, it's really good. You know, it's cool. I have hiccups like everything else, but it's normal hiccups. It's not like some crazy stuff. It's like normal kind of kind of hiccups and uh I'm actually have my issues like, you know, with Bree. I'm you know, I'm not a super romantic guy. I'm not like, you know, fucking the cuddling guy. That's that's not my thing. And while Bree is super like cuddly, cuddly fitty. Anyway, blah, 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 whatever. Dumb, 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 dumb. Don't care. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Um so the point I'm making it up is so like now like, you know, like on social media and other places, you know, is especially in the black community. That's just a whole other conversation for another time. It's like this emphasis about relationships and the do's and don'ts, and you know, this whole campaign about you know who's the prize in relationship, the man or the woman. So you got men on one corner saying they're the prize, got women on the other corner saying they're the prize. I'm like, neither one of us the fucking prize. A healthy, balanced relationship is the prize. You know what I'm saying? Not you, not her. A healthy, balanced relationship is the prize and the goal. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and it's like, what's happening, I'm noticing, like, you know, social media is really tainting the experience of relationships, right? Because, you know, you're being fed this stuff so often about these perspectives about these mythical people and their mythical, you know, point of views on social media and people are dragging this shit into their real life. For example, this whole narrative of, you know, uh, men asking women what they bring to the table. Let me tell you something right now. There is no fucking man out here. Going on a woman with a, on a couple of dates, sitting her down and asking her verbally, "Hey, what are you bringing to the table?" That's not happening. But social media is 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 creating this 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 thing to where people are like having opinions about this who never experienced it because there is no man out there that's asking that question. I'll tell you for the basic reason they're not asking that question because that question is going to probably mess up their potential for vagina. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no fucking man asking a woman that. You know what I'm saying? So this question is being proposed on social media that's not even a real question. Like nobody is saying this in real life. And of course, you'll get women on there saying, "Oh yeah, this yeah, a bunch of men say that to me. Stop lying. You're trying to say that to prove your point. Like nobody is actually saying that to someone." The other thing is about 
who pays for the first date. Again, there is no... Now, you might have your little, you know, hobosexuals out here, some fucking guys, whatever, but it's 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 standard that men, men pay for the first date, right? But now this whole thing is like, men don't want to pay for first dates. I'm like, where are you getting this from? You're getting it from this, this push and this narrative on social media. So anyway, the point I'm making is that the separation between men and women is 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 an all time gap. Like it's so black women and black men because that's who's pushing this these whole narrative. You don't see any any white people or any Spanish people, any Indian people or Chinese people doing this on social media. It is only exclusively black people. Which I I believe it's purposeful. But that's who's doing it. You're having the fucking debates and about just coming together to the point to where, you know, you go on a date with somebody. It's like after you leave the date, that date is now on TikTok. Talk about all of your red flags. Mm. You have fucking dates with phones out recording. You know, you know, it's 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 if if I ever become single again. It'll be a very long time before I actually get into another relationship. A very, very long time. Um, because um, the women my age, I'm 40. And so even for me to date a woman, she has to be 35 on up. Like, I cannot see myself dating anybody under 35. Um, but even the women in my age group, like, they're so fucked up from this this perception um, they're getting from social media. Their expectations are ridiculous. Like, to the point that these, these women are like, you know, uh, won't even take a, a phone call or a text unless you drop something in their cash out. Like, it is fucking ridiculous. You know, on the first date, they want you to take them to, to spend five, six, I don't even know if I like you yet, for fuck's sake. You know, like the simple days of, you know, hey, let's go grab some coffee. Fill each other out. You know, see, see if I like you or not. You know, see if you like me. I might not be your cup of tea. That's that's cool. Um, but it's just at an all time low, you know. And I had to I had to speak to Bria a couple of times too because like she likes to watch these couples on social media and everything, and um, you know, doing all this cute social media stuff and cute couple stuff. And then so she find her and I told her I said, hey, you gotta be careful with that. Because you got to remember, you know, they're doing this for likes and attention because you can tell because they have a tripod set up in front of them doing this very sweet, impromptu dinner together, cooking together. You know, it's not real. They're doing it for a particular, not to say that they don't do it in real life, but they have a tripod up. They're trying to sell a, a version of themselves and they're selling it to you, a person who may not be getting it as much as she wants from me. Like, again, guys, I'm not the super romantic type, and she really is. So, and she admit, so after some line of questioning about it, she admitted, like, you know what? Like, yeah, like, you know, sometimes I, I do look at it, and I'll be like, oh, my God, you know. I'm like, yeah, like, that's dangerous. So, so then you'll start finding me and my efforts and whatever inadequate then it's going to conjure a level of attitude from you or an attitude of lack from you based upon these 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 created moments these people are showing you online 
you know? It's a dangerous thing, man. Um, so, like I said, like, you know, if I ever become single, man, it's going to be a very, very long time because I, you know, um, it's crazy. Like, the and, and even, like, you, you see the men here, man, like, the men are just, you know, they, their, their expectations is all fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, I got into this conversation with this guy and, you know, he was saying that, his woman can't have any male friends, even if the male friend been her friend for like ten plus years. And like, I'm like, what? You know, like, or if um, if she's you know they're together with other men, she can't talk. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's really happening? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's really going on? Um, so yeah, and, and typically you date what you are. Hard truth, nobody wanna wanna really consider. You date on where you are mentally. You know? Um, if you're a certain, you know, kind of girl that you know, I I know a bunch of women, I mean, maybe way too many women who complain about the kind of guys they're attracting and you know, the guys are asshole. But you date the same exact guy with different names and hairstyles, but it's the same guy. You know what I mean? It's the same guy. The same mannerisms, the same, you know, demeanor. Because that's what you are inside. That's what you are comfortable with. Anything outside of that comfort level is deemed corny or you're not into it. So, thus, you're getting the same results because you're dating the same guy. Same thing with, with, with guys, you know. Oh, she's a gold digger or oh, she can't be trusted and all this kind of stuff. But you dating her because she got a fat ass. You, you dating her because she, she gives great oral sex. You know what I'm saying? You dating her because she likes skin. Like, let's keep it real. Like, you know? Let's keep it real. You know what I mean? And women, you know, you dating this guy because he's 6'4 with a beard. Let's just keep it 100, bro. Like, for, like... The male equivalent to a fat ass is 6'4 with a beard. Like 6'4 in a beard and for women fat asses are not personality traits. You know what I'm saying? But people are treating these things like personality traits. So when a woman see a guy 6'4 with a beard, good looking, and a lot of women, and I've been told this by women, they, they want to date them because other women want them. So they feel like it's attached to their self-worth or how much their desire for them to date a guy that's 6'4 with a beard. You know, overlooking his felonies for domestic violence, overlooking that, you know, he doesn't have a relationship with it, with his kids, overlooking that he can't maintain a job, overlooking that, he, you know, he, he can't read past a second grade level, overlooking no ambition, you know, but, you know, he, he a scammer, you know what I mean? Um, and then when the results happen, you know, you're like, oh no, like I shall overcome this. Like you need to overcome this for real by, you know, checking your selection process. Same thing with guys, you sitting here dating these loose women. Of course they, you know, you, you, you flashing money to this woman. Of course her attention can be bought. 
You know, let some other dude come around and flash some money. She's going to look over there. So, of course, she's cheating. Of course, she's all this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you walking past the car. She's sucking the dick. Because somebody else with the same amount of money or more or whatever or status because she can be bought. But that's what you attract and that's what you like. So, of course, it's going to happen. So, by me seeing, witness this on social media, witness this in real life. Like, I'm seeing this shit play out in real life. Like, these people are walking, talking TikToks. Like, a lot of the, you know, they're even men and, men and women both, a lot of their mannerisms and the way they talk sounds like a sound bite from social media. You know? It's scary. It is fucking scary. If. No one's really seeking out like some like a true bond or true connection anymore. Like it's all about what you can do for me, what you can do for me. I'll be it money or status. Oh, you six four with a beard. Oh, let me let me make sure other girls see me with you. <laughs> you know, and then the worst scenario happens. You fucking procreate with these fucking people. You procreate with these people and create life. Right. From this person, which you guys connected on a surface physical level. And obviously it's not going to work out. So now you're just a baby daddy and she's a baby mama. Broken home, you know, and I'm not talking shit about it because, you know, I've been in myself. I, I have I, I have two children, both by two different women. Right. The first relationship I was in had a baby broke up like a two years later. Got her to another one, got her pregnant, had a baby. Two, three years later, broke up, <laughs> you know? So I created two broken homes with something that I really fucking hate. Like, I fucking hate it. Mm. But, you know, at this point, it is what it is. I mean, it already has happened, so I can't take it back. But, um, just, but you know, you know, you know, these guys are, like, in their 40s, man. Like, you know, the women are, in like, in their 30s, but mid-30s, and, like, you know, it's it's scary. Um, and so then when they procreate, like, for example, it's a woman that I know. I just found this out. Mm. It's a high school. She's a work with me. It's a high school here um, that her son, like, sh- shot, shot up some other student, you know, because of a fight or something. And fucking tragic shit, right? And, you know, but understanding who the mom is, like, I, it's not surprising, you know, like, I, I, I work with her and I, you know, I, I see her and it's not shocking, you know, um, that the kid is in that position, you know what I mean? And, um, anyway, that's, that's a little off subject, but, um, in a relationship, man, like, you know, either we're going to make this shit work, uh, or I'm just going to be single for a very long time. Because I, I'm just so even when like now like you know women would you know be interested in me and I, I'm a flirt. I do flirt you know I mean I I, I like heartily flirt and you know, I don't like disrespectfully flirt but you know I you know whatever right? you know I, I flirt a little bit but some women that flirt with me I'd be like oh boy like <laughs> I don't think you like want to deal with this right because. I come, not to brag or anything, but I come with a level of standard. You know what I mean? Like, this one girl, she would, like, flirt with me and 
made little, you know, made little comments and and I said, I said, I said, hey, you, you know, you, 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 this is not something that you can probably handle or deal with with me because I come on a level of standard. Like she explained, like, oh, cause she, you know, her ex, or whatever. She's like, oh yeah, and she's like bragging, like, oh man, you know, when he pissed me off, I cuss his ass out. Um, he don't play with me. I don't play that shit. You know, I, I cuss his ass out. I break his stuff. I break his phone. I break. And I'm like, man, how like, and you flirting with me? I said, what? Listen, even even Bree know she cannot even curse at me in the midst of an argument. She knows that. She can't even curse at me. Okay, we already about bread. You know, she if she if you curse at me, the conversation is now about you cursing at me. I don't take that. I don't take disrespect. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't I don't take that. I don't take, you know, um, you know, a, a woman yelling at me and, and, and uh, all, all that over some like trivial argument. Like I don't, I don't deal with that stuff. And that simple fact, you know, I was just chuckling because I'm like, yeah, no, we could never work out, ever, ever work out. <laughs> because you have to handle me a certain kind of way, and I'm gonna handle you the same way. I'm not gonna curse at you. I'm not gonna yell at you. I'm not gonna you know, uh, be aggressive towards you. You know what I mean? I, I'm not. And you're not going to do it to me either. You know? Um, yeah, like I said, like, you know, a lot of the, you know, I'm, I'm talking about women because that's who I will be dealing with, obviously. And, um, like, just the way they think is a lot of, a lot of women, not all, obviously, and, and I hope I never have to say that again. Obviously, it's not all women. But some women I come across, man, it's this one girl... You know, she was in the midst of like a group of people and she was just talking. She was like, yeah, you know, I got this guy and, you know, he wrapped around my finger and like he do whatever I want. Like, you know, I can just call him to pay my light bill, my rent, whatever, whatever. And all I got to do, maybe just have sex with him like once a week. And I'm like, holy shit, you just admitted in front of everybody, you're a prostitute or a sex worker. You just admitted in front of everybody. I'm like, and then my, my jaw dropped. Like, what? Huh? And she was like, yeah, like, 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 only like once a week or something. And he'll pay, give me whatever I want. And she was like bragging. I'm like, holy shit. And, and, and I told her, I'll say, let me tell you something about men. You know, ain't no man. <laughs> Worth a damn, I'll say. Ain't a man worth a damn going broke for no vagina. I'm telling you, it ain't happening. If he if he's paying your rent, that means he's able to pay your rent, right? That means he has disposable income to pay your rent. So you're a bill. Your vagina is a bill. So while you're you're boasting and you're bragging, he's like, yeah, I'll just pay for vagina because he has it to pay. And I see that a lot of women see that as a flex. And I'm like, like, ma'am, you're, you're not breaking his bank. Ain't no man for the, for, listen, if a man ain't got no money, you ain't got no fucking date. I don't care how much I like you. If I ain't got no money, yeah, I'm a stall. Oh, man, damn. Oh, my goldfish just died. I ain't go. No man, if it's in him, break himself on his last $40, $50 for some vagina. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. Damn, well, he keep canceling on me because he ain't got no money. So if a man is sitting here paying you 
you know, paying your cell phone bill and your light bill and your car note is because he can. And he looks at you as a bill. You're just a monthly bill. He has it to pay. And all of this boasting about it is, like, fucking sickening, man. Like, I, I just, you know, and now it's the standard. Like, women just say it. They just openly say it. Like, it's like nothing. And it is shocking. It's young girls, man. And young girls, you know, these young girls, don't get it twisted. They be like, oh, well, you know, this guy, this older guy give me money and I don't do nothing. Bullshit. Okay? Bullshit. You're pulling on some old balls, okay? It's not true. But they have a lot of these younger girls thinking like, oh, it's true. Give me a sugar daddy. You know, you're going to do something for that, for that money. You're doing something for that money. You know what I'm saying? And it's sex work. You know? I.e. only fans. You know? I can pay, you know, $3.99 to see your innards from your vagina. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I, you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> I could down there buy a Whopper to see your vagina 30 days in a row. Like, it's insane. You know what I'm saying? It's insane. And again, I'm not speaking against sex work, you know, because it's a, it's a, listen, I dated a girl one time years ago. Um, and she used to just like to have sex. I mean, like, she had a bunch of sex partners. She called it a little cute name. I forgot what she called it. But anyway, she had a bunch of sex partners. Um, uh, she was open and honest about it. She was like, no, they don't give me any money. I just like to have sex. I like to have sex with different men. Like, I, it's just my thing. I love it. I, you know, it's not some kind of fucking daddy issue or deficiency. I just like to have sex a lot. You know what I mean? And, so I, and I like, you know, different size penises. Depends on how my mood. And I'm like, well, shit. You know, so I'm, I'm not shitting on being promiscuous because, like, you know, I'm you know, hey, do your thing, and she was, you know, she was safe and healthy with it, and, you know, protection and all the whole thing, but she just liked the fuck, so I'm not shitting on that, you know, that idea, because, I mean, me personally, you know, I'm not, like, I'm more aligned with non-monogamous relationships, you know what I'm saying, me and Bree, you know, we've been getting so like, you know, as long as we are, and that's kind of like the standard, but and if I could be, if I could be, yeah, I feel it, bro. Yeah, uh, if I could be completely honest, it's like I probably also, if you break up, would not get into another monogamous kind of situation. Of course, transparency, right? I'm not gonna be like cheating, like that. I'm too fucking old to be hiding my phone. But you know, I would, I, w- I wouldn't be in a committed relationship. Like I, I, I align myself more so towards monogamous kind of situations. Uh, I'm sorry, non-monogamous situations. Um, and going forward in my life, if, if ever presents itself, I'm, I will probably probably never do another monogamous relationship again. And I'm okay with that. It's, it, it aligns better for me for a multitude of reasons. Um, anyway, I made this very long. Um, uh, so we had like 55 minutes. Anyway... Uh, the point is, you have some fucking addictions. Figure out what the fuck that is. If you want to, if you if you don't, don't. Like, don't fucking listen to me, right? Whatever, do what you want to do. But you know, we all have addictions. If you're able to kind of kind of check yourself on some, because maybe you can find some kind of like healing or some dumb shit or whatever. 
Um, also, relationships suck. They're terrible. And, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. But, like, these new type of relationships, man, like, the way that, you know, what's becoming the standard is getting really fucked up between black men and black women when it comes to relating to each other. Um, so, do with that if you, whatever you want or don't. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not here to tell nobody what to do. I don't give a fuck. I got my own life that I'm living. You got your own shit you're living. And you do what's best for you. Anyway, it's Anthony with another installment of Anti-Everything Podcast. Have a good day.